welcome to the Bears, Birds, and Brews podcast. This is a show about the Chicago Bears, the Atlanta Falcons, and craft beer. My name is Asla Khani. My co-host is... Nabil Alani. Yeah, he's coming to you from Lawrenceville. I'm coming to you not from Lawrenceville, but just cool, you know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, today's episode, we're going to talk about some Hawks, some Bears, Falcons, and of course, the NFL playoffs, because let's be honest, that's what we're all here for, right? It's NFL playoffs weekend. It's also... Um, before we get to NFL playoffs weekend, Nabil, you did some drinking over the weekend. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Let's, Started let's off. talk about it. Did you go see Madison square garden? Uh, I did not. I did not. I oh, think you're man. closer to that right now, even though I was closer for a little bit, um, to Madison square garden, but you know, oh, did man. check out Asheville. Did, um, you know, have some beers, uh, went up to a few places, checked, checked out burial, uh, had a couple, you know, a couple of light beers over there. Didn't get into the full IPA game while I was over there. So how also, is how is having their light beers versus their IPAs, which is obviously like what they're I don't want to say known for, but I mean that's kind of what they are known for. Yeah, I mean that the light beers are pretty good. I had a Pilsner while I was over there, which is really nice. I actually crushed two of them. Then uh, okay. also went checked out a place called uh, Bold. Uh, no. Uh, what, what was it called? Um, oh, Thirsty Monk. There we go. Thirsty Monk, okay. uh, which was a Belgian bar, which was really nice. They brewed their own beer, had a nice stout over there. Ended up going upstairs to uh, Top of the Monk, which is like a cocktail bar. So just nice. a diff- bunch of different, like, cool, just cool place. Like, you know, Asheville is always nice. Um, is that in, and uh, that, oh, sorry, go for it. Yeah, that was in downtown Asheville, and then uh, okay. we uh, we were going to still continue to go out, but then we got some snow, so we ended up just mm-hmm. kind of hunkering down at the Airbnb and just hung out and watch football the rest of the time. Yeah, go dogs, baby. Even though that's not the football you were watching, but UJ it, it, still it was your, not. Yeah, it was not. UJ is still your national champion, though, for the rest of this year and last season. Anyway, um, okay, I, I did want to ask you, so about the burial thing, like, they, I mean, they're a very good brewery just across the board. Did When having their Pilsner instead of their IPA, did you feel like, man, this is like a really good Pilsner? Or was it just like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a decent beer? Or did it have no. like that burial element, element of like quality even um, across a different offering of theirs? No, it was just a pretty good Pilsner. I mean, like, it was a very enjoyable Pilsner. I was just, you know, I didn't. Yeah, didn't like uh, you know think that much of it. I was like, oh, I, I just was in a pilsner mood, so I just got the pilsner. It was enjoyable. Got another one and kind of went cool. about it. Didn't like, you know, wasn't um, going that deep into it the entire time. <laughs> I got yeah. Well, it was your vacation, so you know that's uh. Um, all right, then the last thing I want to ask you about that is you ate some barbecue. Is, is that oh what yeah. I saw? Yeah. Yes, how was that? that? Was. Oh, that was fantastic. It was a place called we were walking. Um, I mean, I just I saw a picture of a giant rib. And nice. uh, it was called a uh, bear smokehouse barbecue or bear smoke barbecue. And I'm like, if you have the rib, I need it. You know, they gave it to me and that rib was fantastic. It was huge. Um, and they're actually, there was a food truck, but they're actually opening the whole barbecue restaurant right behind the food truck. So it should be opening in like, I don't know, six months, I think. Okay. Um, nice. Solid. And um well, that's great. Hopefully, you got some pictures that you can post on Instagram soon. Add oh, Bears, yeah. Birds, and Brews. Cool. Yeah. So be on the lookout for Add Bears, Brew, Add Bears, Birds, and Brews on Instagram. And uh, then you said you were hunkering down and you were watching some football, even though it wasn't, you know, college football, go dogs, but it was NFL football. 
And uh, yeah, we got we to gotta give a shout out to the dogs, baby, just all year long. You know, for, I've been, we've been, people have been waiting 40 years to say that. Um, but you were watching NFL football and yeah. uh, you saw the playoffs. So what did what, you see over the weekend that shocked you, amazed you, didn't surprise you, did surprise you? I mean, yeah, talk to me about um, it. So, you know, like, I don't know if we want to go down each game, but it's kind of a high mm-hmm. level, kind of going over a few things. I mean, the uh, I was not surprised by the San Francisco win. I had, I think I had San Francisco beating the Cowboys. Uh, did you check? Did you check? Did you go back? I and did not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did, though. I'm pretty sure yeah. I did, though. Hey, if you give me the credit, I'll give you the credit because I, I think I might have. I think I might have done that too, even though I didn't pick the Cowboys probably. But anyway, I had a feeling they might win because you know they yeah. did it. Yeah. Um, I was. I know I was wrong about the Patriots game, and um, you know the Bills looked fantastic. Uh, Josh Allen looks great, five touchdowns. So that was that was a little crazy. I was not um, wrong. <laughs> uh, and hey, you know Tom Brady's looking like Tom Brady. I mean, I feel hey, like wait, Nabil, Nabil, you're gonna you're gonna stop right there with the Bills. You're not gonna say, "Oh fuck, you're gonna make me circle the wagons." You're not gonna drop the I, the meat. I, I thought I thought that was gonna be you since you were right about the Bills. I was wrong. Yeah, well, you know, I uh, I might have to circle some wagons later. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, uh, Tom Brady looks like he's back in his playoff form. You know, even they're down a bunch of players. I mean. Mike Evans, nine receptions, 117 yards, one touchdown. That's more than enough, you know, to carry them into a, to a win. And, um, the, the, you know, the last thing I probably thought was I really wish that Chargers game, that Chargers Raiders game would have ended in a tie because uh, Chiefs uh, Chargers would have been so much better than Chiefs Steelers. Right, right. Yeah, okay, yeah. And And as we know, the Chargers kind of, screwed themselves out of the playoffs by calling a timeout and yeah. uh i didn't even get to watch that game man i'm kind of disappointed because i was like i was tired I, you know i literally just moved the night before and um i was super tired and like uh i was like oh the playoffs are next weekend we'll definitely see some good games next weekend bill's got the blowout even though i call i didn't call it blowout but they i mean you know, I figured out, like, okay, I think I'm pretty sure I'm going to keep Dawson Knox in our league next year because, I mean, the dude's a touchdown machine and just a hell of an athlete. And then um, wasn't surprised to see the Bengals win. Um, although, I mean, you know, and they – I was surprised to see them be so mature, but they even talked about in the broadcast that the Joe Burrow, even though he's a rookie or, like, a second-year redshirt rookie, given how, you know, his last season went, whatever – I mean, he's still – he's, like, older than Patrick Mahomes, I think. Like – Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, like, when you talk about leadership, I mean, something like that just helps, right? Like, physically and mentally, Burrow has gone through some learning and growing pains just as an adult in life that Mahomes and some of these other guys haven't yet, right? And so, handling that, it definitely shows in his leadership style and his team's performance because – but you got to think about it. I mean, if he was a traditional player, right, like a traditional college senior, this would have been like his fourth or fifth year in the league. Like he would probably be in the same class as Baker Mayfield. You know, I don't know if that I don't know if the math is right on that, but like uh, I, I, I'm not sure. Um, but you but kind I, of see I, the I, point that I'm trying to make, though, right? Not really. <laughs> like, I mean, uh, if, if Burrow had come out of the league and, and he wasn't older than he is 
you know, and he just came out the same time that Patrick Mahomes did age-wise, then he would still be like a three- or four-year veteran in the league. You know what I'm saying? Just because Actually, so age. Joe Burrow is younger than Patrick is younger than uh, Patrick Mahomes, but Joe Burrow is I think he's older than Lamar Jackson. I think that's what we're confused. Um, but yeah, uh, I do kind of see what you're saying. Like, yeah, um, J- Joe mental. Burrow, you know, yeah. I mean, he, he's experienced yeah. a lot. And he's been through a lot. So yeah, and so he's a veteran in that regard. And then he, but he's a hell of an athlete. So Cincinnati versus Tennessee. We'll talk about that in a minute. We'll get moving fast. Not so. I mean. Eagles, Patriots, whatever. That, that was like that's kind of why I hate the seventh playoff game. Or you, mean, you mean you mean you mean Eagles Buccaneers? Yeah, Eagles Bucks. Like it's kind of why I hate the seven teams in the playoffs because it's just like I don't want to see that again. You know, I would have much rather just watched uh, Rams Bucks last weekend. You know, because <laughs> even Arizona also. I mean, they were the number one seed or number two seed, whatever. But they clearly peaked too soon this year, yeah, and yeah. without DeAndre Hopkins, it's not good. You know what? I still go with the old old sentiment: more football, more better. I think it's just going to take some time for this last team to kind of build up and get more parity. I mean, when the original wild card was was added, it wasn't a slam dunk, you know, game wise right away. Like it probably it took time for the league to adjust to it. So you know, I would say, I mean, this last you know this one team buy isn't going away. It's it's not gonna we're not gonna lose a seventh playoff team. So it's just going to take time for the league to adjust to it. Yeah, and then um, but I'm looking this up, too, just to finish off the one point that I made. Let's see if this is right. I mean, um, so, I mean, technically, it's only, like, one year. So, I mean, 25 versus 24. But Joe Burrow is also older than a guy like Kyler Murray. So, it's, like, stuff like that where you're seeing, like, oh, okay, like, he's he's kind of an older cat. And so, that he's, like, a veteran just tagged as, like, a whatever. You know what I mean? like a, yeah. a second-year player. And he's, like, one year younger than Baker Mayfield, who, whatever. I mean, he had a shoulder, he had a shoulder injury, and yeah. Ben Roethlisberger retired. Do you have any thoughts on Ben Roethlisberger's career? He's officially done. I've been saying for a long time the Steelers got to get a quarterback eventually because Ben clearly on the downside of his career. They never drafted one. I've always thought Deshaun Watson well, would be a good fit. We talked about they, they, Matt Ryan. Don't think that's going to happen. They did. But. They did draft uh, Mason Rudolph in like second or third, but you know that's not the future. I mean, yeah, the kid of from that's Pitt, the point. The, the kid from Pitt might be a good fit for Pittsburgh, ironically. Um, but also, you know, hey, you know, there's. I mean, you know, Ben had a great career. Uh, probably, a, most likely, a Hall of Famer. Um, oh, definitely a Hall. Of, I mean, granted, the stuff he did off the field, allegedly, I don't know whatever got confirmed with that. Not great, but on the field. Dude, the guy was a warrior. I mean, he's a top 10 in some categories, obviously a two-time support yeah. champion. Uh, I mean, like, so it, it's kind of it's kind of weird, right? I mean, so is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? Yeah, I mean, we've had this conversation back and forth, but I think good. when you look at like, then, what Because then you're looking at every quarterback's a Hall of Famer. Like, is, is Philip Rivers a Hall of Famer? I, I, mean, I would argue uh, outside of the Super Bowl rings, I would argue Philip Rivers is a better quarterback than Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, so, then, so, so why can't they both be Hall of Famers? I mean, there's not, well, there's no limit to it. <clears throat> I know there's no limit, but then that, at a certain point, every quarterback's a Hall of Famer, right? You can't, you can't, you can't have no, one. No, there's third, some guy uh, like okay, like I'll just say that like Baker Mayfield, he'll probably never end up in the Hall of Fame. No, but is Matt Ryan a Hall of Famer? I mean, you can't – that's a loaded question for me because – and I don't want to alienate some of our listeners, you know. Uh, 
And we all, we all know I have thoughts on Matt Ryan, but yes, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Could he have a better so, resume? Yes, absolutely. So, so, so Matt I, Ryan so has I, more yards than so I, I, I literally named five quarterbacks that are Hall of Famers that played in the same era that, you know, Hall of Famers. And, but, and that, not, not, not to mention the other quarterbacks that played in the same era. Like, okay, like Drew Brees. Is, okay. is Cam Newton a Hall of Famer? No. Like Dwight Howard isn't a Hall of Famer. I mean, I know it's a different league and different sport, but like Dwight Howard to me is not a Hall of Famer. Cam Newton is not. Baker Mayfield is not. Russell Wilson and well, Patrick Mahomes well, will be well, probably, it, but they're well, still playing. So Cam Newton and Matt Ryan both went to a Super Bowl and they both each have a, each have an MVP. So what's what's the difference? Uh well, but if you look at passing yards. I mean, that's the thing. It's like if you look at is who should be immortalized and who contributed something to the game that was either unique. Like, again, there's a there's a phrase. Context is king. I've talked about it on this show before. Ironically, I got it from another podcast, 83 Weeks, which is about uh, Eric, you know, wrestling and WCW and Eric Bischoff and all that stuff, NWO. But context is king. And so when you look at the context of Philip Rivers career, he threw for four thousand plus yards. And he was kind of setting benchmarks and records as he was going. Eli Manning, ten, what, 10th overall in, yard, in passing yards in NFL history. The game is completely different now. So 10th overall passing yards, two Super Bowl rings. They're both very good quarterbacks, and they're both different styles of quarterbacks. Eli Manning, two Super Bowls is great, but obviously the one that puts him over the top and immortalized him to so, begin with forever in New York is the Patriots win, the first so, Patriots so win. So just to close out this argument, because this can, this will go on forever. I mean, just saying, like we're talking about the same era is going to include Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Eli Manning, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, Philip Rivers. That's six in the same era. All six are going well, to. The if, you're gonna, if you're going to talk about Russell Wilson, because that's what you said first, right? I mean, yeah, you said Aaron Rodgers, obviously going in without a doubt. He's only yeah. won one ring, but he's going in, right? I mean, that's mm -hmm. the thing. He's only won one ring still. We'll talk about that in a minute. But there's infinite room for everybody to succeed and eat and be immortalized. And if, if all of those guys that you mentioned brought something unique that was unprecedented, that was must-see TV, there's no reason for not all of them, for all of them not to get in on their own merit. Again, context is king. You have to judge everybody by their resume and the circumstances that they were placed in, you know, like because, um, I mean, you mentioned Russell Wilson. So obviously you have to put Patrick Mahomes in that category. Drew Brees for sure is in that category. Oh, the, well, that's a different that's a different era. So I didn't want to, you know, put all well, those in the same book. But but like yeah. after a while, it has to be like, you know, you have to the numbers are inflated, right? So you have to push what's right. elite and what's not elite. So but uh, I think we can even go for, yeah, well, and, and so I agree. I agree. I was going to say, I agree. And inflation is part of, that's just, that's part of the name of the game, right? Like you said, more football, more better, more hall of famers, more better, more games to throw more yards and bake more tight end rookie records, more better. Right. I mean, like, you're moving. You're know. moving the goalposts. To use a football I, term, you're moving I don't think. I don't think everything is more better, but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, you yeah. know, at we'll the end of the day, they all. In the end, they all probably will make the Hall of Fame, which it'll be. But like, then you're gonna see like, oh, there's gonna be two quarterbacks going in every year, 
and maybe just one running back every two years or something like that, it's going to turn into a more quarterback thing than it already is. That that's a conversation we'll have to have for a different time. But I, I think like eras are different too. Guys are playing longer. Like you said, you know, guys are definitely playing longer. Right. And so like the Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger era and the Patrick Mahomes era is like two different eras. Right. I mean, that's, Mm-hmm. And it's all within the span of the same lifetime overlapping hence you know, the context and, and all that stuff. So no, that's interesting and fascinating. And we'd love to know what people think. Speaking of what people think, uh, there are playoff games this weekend. I did put a poll or a Q and a ask me anything thing type of post on my Instagram story. So what are your NFL playoff thoughts and predictions for this weekend? And so I'll just start us off with this in the bill. Um, so we got Nisho, my buddy Nisho, shout out to him. He says, don't sleep on the Titans. And they are the number one seed in the AFC, so we can talk about that real fast. Start with the number one seed in the AFC versus Joe Burrow, Grandpa Joe Burrow. And uh, what, do you, what do you see happening in this game? What are your thoughts going into it? Uh, I think this is going to be one of the most fun games this weekend. Um, Titans coming off of you know having a bye, potentially getting uh, Derrick Henry back. I saw I saw something say that Mike Rabel hasn't lost a game when he had more than eight days to prepare for it, um, okay. which is kind of crazy. But yeah, I mean, you know, Titans at home. Then you got Joe Burrow and the smoking hot offense right now. And I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm sleeping on the Titans, but I am just on the Bengals bandwagon. I, I just don't know how you're going to slow down this offense with Joe Burrow. Um, you know, Titans do have a pretty good defense, and they're always prepared but I don't know I mean Joe Burrow just coming out lighting everything up um you know Jamar Chase looks unstoppable and that offense is just running running wild so I don't know like Tennessee being favored by three and a half I still think there's a good chance that you know Bengals can win I it also depends on you know how Derrick Henry is coming back you know if he's a hundred percent that would be a huge a huge get for the Titans, but you don't ultimately know. It'll also be like, hey, is he in? He may be 100%, but is he like, you know, game shape? Is he going to yeah. be able to, you know, run as hard as he can? Is he, you know, it's supposed to be 36 degrees over there. Everyone hates hitting Derrick Henry in the cold, but is he ready to take a hit just yet? So. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think the answer to that is, I mean, well, one, I think there's two ways to answer it. It's like, we'll find out pretty early on in the game the answer to that question, you know, cause like he might be on a, a pitch count in terms of carries, yeah. but uh, even if he gets like 12 carries in the game, if they absolutely need it, like a goal line situation with the go ahead touchdown of the game on the line, like you have to make the exception and put him in the game, of course. So like if he has a maximum limit of 12 carries, I think you'll know within like the first five, like, all right, he's ready to play today or he's still playing a little timid. And you might even know before then, one, two, regardless of him not being 100% or whatever, I think, like, just having him out there and then having that part of the game plan, you know, you love the term uh, smoke, like, uh, you know, is it smoke or whatever, like, just like with Julio Jones, just having Julio out there, even though he's never 100%, even though, ironically enough, Julio Jones is going to be playing out there this weekend, it's like, you have to respect the guy who's on the field, even if he's not doing anything because he's established himself as that. So I think that's huge for the Titans. They have a great defense. Um, Mike Rabel, you know, was a great defensive player for the Patriots, learned from the great school of defensive head coaching, you know, with Bill Belichick. Uh, 
the stat that you gave about him is kind of similar to what Andy Reid used to have for a long time. Whereas like Andy Reid is still like well over five, like he's like 700% after a bye. It's kind of crazy. Um, and so great. I mean, great head coaching there. I think I would, it would, you know, um, Tennessee has been interesting to me. They've beaten all seven teams in the playoffs already, or at least they'd be like a lot of them that were in, I don't know if the Bengals were in contention early, but, uh, yeah, Tennessee is a good team, and they have a week to prepare. They have the home field. Should be a good game. You know, we'll get to our predictions in a minute because I'm kind of thinking they might win, but we'll find out in a minute. Before And then the next game on Saturday, Green Bay versus San Francisco. Uh, how you see? How you feel about seeing your boy Rodgers? Um, so I feel like 49ers have had the Packers number for the past few years have are the 49ers the better team right now obviously not but are they the team built to beat the Packers I think so I think they have the right setup to beat the Packers um is it going to be an easy win for the 49ers no it's going to be very difficult I will say Aaron Rodgers is playing out of his mind right now and will be it's almost impossible to stop but the best way to keep Aaron Rodgers you know, to stop them is to keep them off the field. And that's kind of what the 49ers are doing right now. They're just kind of playing smart football. Uh, Jimmy G is supposed to play this game. He's hurt, but he's still supposed to oh, play. He's playing. Come on. And, he's um, playing. you know, uh, I, I, I'm not just counting out the 49ers just yet. And that might also be my biases coming in, but I'm not counting them just quite out yet. Yeah, well, I you, you nailed a lot of what I wanted to say, so I'm not going to reiterate too much of it other than everything you said which is that uh, you talk about anytime you go into the playoffs, you talk about what's the hottest team, what's the hottest team. And like Cincinnati is pretty hot on the AFC side, but you know, there's a lot of unknown with them. San Francisco, I would say is a much hotter team that you can trust in. They keep in the bill. They were in the Super Bowl like three years ago, like not even, yeah. right. I mean, they yeah. like did pretty much the same exact team that you're seeing right here. Minus DeForest Buckner, I think, which is crazy because mm -hmm. they're still, killing it right now san francisco is um they got lucky against dallas you know we i mean they got we didn't even talk about the debacle that was that uh you know but they got lucky against dallas and sometimes you do gotta get a little lucky and i think green bay should definitely watch out because if anybody can beat them it is san francisco at least obviously right now literally but also Figuratively speaking, I think like they have the perfect formula, like you said, to beat them. The thing to me that's going to be real interesting is Jimmy Garoppolo in the cold. How is this thumb going to hold up in cold weather? Um, and and because if it comes down to Aaron Rodgers versus Trey Lance, like you know who who knows what's going to happen. But they'll have to run the ball. Debo Samuel is going to be big. Debo versus Devontae. A lot of good stuff. Uh, on the other side of the bracket, we'll just go back AFC Buffalo versus Kansas City because I don't know how to transition into my next Instagram comment if I go to the other NFC game first. So I'll say uh, Buffalo versus Kansas City. The Bill, keep in mind, I did predict Bills versus Packers in the Super Bowl. I've been saying this for like two years now. And, you know, if it doesn't happen this year, it's probably not going to happen. But so we'll just go with Buffalo, Kansas City. Um, you you want to take this one first? Sure. I mean, it's a battle of the quarterbacks. Um, you know, everyone always talks about which quarterback would you rather have, uh, Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. I've always said Patrick Mahomes, and I'm going to double down on that. And, um, you know, they're playing at Kansas City, you have Kansas City home field. 
uh, Mahomes just played. You know, I would say, you know, the best performance of the weekend was Josh Allen, but the second best performance is probably Patrick Mahomes. And mm-hmm. I think this week, the number one performance is going to be Patrick Mahomes. You're going to see that, and you're going to see why Mahomes is the better quarterback this week. Okay. So so for you, it's going to be a straight-up quarterback duel. Whichever quarterback yeah. can make the game-winning uh, player plays. Yeah, and, and I know that Mahomes is not playing Josh Allen. Like, you know, they're not guarding each other like, you know, Kobe guarding uh, uh, Kobe and yeah. Jordan lining up against each other. But, you know, it's it's more of like, hey, these two, different two are eras, they're battling they're it out. Two different eras yeah. right there. They're, bat- they're battling it out right now. And, like, these two – you know, the, Mahomes versus Josh Allen might be the new Brady versus uh, Manning. But at the same time, like, you know, these two quarterbacks – are you know that's what we're yeah. watching that's what we're going to see no one you are seeing defense. you are seeing the best of the best that the afc has to offer right now yeah. you gotta believe I mean, not only right now but like for the last five years and for the next like 10 years i mean this is as good as it gets in the afc right here um man buffalo i don't know like can't you know it, kansas city lost to buffalo earlier this year however kansas city is also going for its third consecutive super bowl appearance which is I don't know if we've seen that in like 15 plus years. I mean, I, other than the Patriots. Ironically, I think the last team that had three straight Super Bowl appearances were the Buffalo Bills of the 90s. And they had four, right? And they lost yeah. all four. Obviously, that's, you know, we all know that piece of trivia. And so, like, um, no, that's, yeah, I mean, so it, there's a lot of storytelling and game planning on the line here. The stakes are high. I, I've been saying Buffalo, I think, I don't know, something about Josh Allen proving himself because I don't think the weather is going to be a factor for Buffalo, right? They're used to playing uh, quarter weather. Well, it's 43 degrees. That, it might that's be a, a culture shock that it's too warm for them. Yeah. I mean, that could happen, but you got to think that's going to cool off pretty quickly because it's a, it's a cold 43, I'm sure knowing Kansas city. And, um, but like, you know, some, some teams have that advantage, right? Like the next game we're talking about is going to be, you know, in the sunshine States, like both of them or, you know, one, but, coming from two places. So Buffalo is just going to have to figure out the crowd, but they've been Kansas City earlier this year. Uh, this is going to be the game of the weekend. I agree, you know. And then the next game of the weekend is in quarterback duel, like another great quarterback duel and something that we're finally getting to see one, Odell Beckham score postseason touchdowns. That was amazing to me that, that he had never scored a postseason touchdown before that. Right. And yeah. ironically enough, he played with Eli Manning and he didn't he didn't even do that. And then two, the catch he made was outstanding. I mean, dude, he's like, yeah, I don't want to call him short if he, you know, because I don't want to piss him off. But like dude, he he got up to make that catch mm-hmm. and land in as a hell of a catch. Uh, amazing throw on the target by former UGA quarterback Matt Stafford, who's now going to get a chance to prove himself against the GOAT, man, the undisputed GOAT. And yeah. uh, it should be another great quarterback duel. I think the key in this game, like you said, is going to be which offense can be more sustaining um, because the defenses are also very good in this game. So it's like which offense, which quarterback are, can move the ball and get that like back-breaking play over the top because these are both explosive play offensive, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to more of like the defensive play. I mean, it's going to be, you know, either Aaron Donald making a play on Brady that is going to disrupt the entire game or, you know, something on defense with, um, 
you know, the Buccaneers, you know, a, a, a late interception by, uh, you know, Tampa Bay safety or something. I think, you know, offensively wise, you know, both of these teams are just going to be too stacked. You know, they're going to be too consistent. You know, Brady is going to be able to find, you know, every open receiver um, and that, you know, Cooper Cup is going to find every every gap in the defense to be able to, yeah. you know, so it's it's just going to be, you know, the one defensive play that kind of puts this game over. Um, but, you know, I do think that, you know, I don't think these teams are, you know, even though they're very close record-wise, I don't know how evenly matched they honestly are. I kind of feel like, you know, the Buccaneers are on, you know, the the stronger side, you know, both offensively and defensively they, right now. I mean, the, you got to think about it. The Buccaneers are the defending champions still. Yeah. Like, I yeah. mean, they technically are still the defending champions, which is crazy because they're a Tom Brady-led team. Outstanding what he's doing right now. And um, I think you're, you're right about all of that. I mean, it's, it's ironic that you talk about defenses because, like, there are a lot of good defenses left. I mean, arguably the best defense left might be Tennessee, right? I mean, you know, which is kind of crazy. But, like, Tampa oh, but the Bills' great... defense is fantastic. So Bills' defense yeah, and, might be and, the best one left as well. Right. I mean, there's so many good defenses left, you know. And so, like, it's oh, ironic because both of these teams and a lot of the teams in the playoff have, like, really good defense and really good quarterbacks, you know. When you talk about Buffalo, Kansas City, Tampa, Rams, and Packers, like, elite quarterbacks, you know, uh, for lack of a better term, which would be Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah you know right um and, uh, yeah anyway so oh um, sorry so I, was, I, I just want, i did want to say regarding the buffalo rams thing last thing uh another person on instagram azim my cousin azim adil and a good friend of ours uh supporter show rams take down the buccaneers that's what he thinks mm-hmm. is going to happen which would be huge for for both fan bases right i mean you know it would be a crashing end to brady and tampa and Gronk, and then it's the reason that the rams have made the moves that they've made going into the season anyway sorry in the book please continue i know i was just gonna say uh you know before we get into predictions uh you know because i you know we did you know, go hit on all, all four of the matchups i just wanted to do some housekeeping stuff you know starting off with uh you know the cam reddish news uh you know the oh, hawks yeah. did uh did trade you know the hawks heard you were leaving atlanta so they sent cam reddish to closer to you you know as I mean, a parting gift to you so, you know, Cam Reddish is a New York Nick now. I think the trade was Kevin Knox and a yeah. first-round pick for Cam Reddish. Yeah, well, you know, so, man, a couple of things. One is Kevin, uh, Cam Reddish and R.J. Barrett were teammates at Duke. Now they're going to be teammates at, uh, yeah, at the Knicks, <laughs> you know, at Madison Square Garden. And uh, literally. <laughs> but, uh, uh the, the, the Nets could use them more, and just for the record, I'm going Nets over Knicks if I got to pick one of the two. But the Nets could use them more because they just lost Cam, uh, Kevin Durant for like six weeks. I'm sad to see Cam Reddish go, but as uh, one of our – as one of your investment point, partners pointed out in the group chat, I mean, he's probably going to head to a free agency next year, and so you might as well get something out of, out of what you can. And to get a first-round pick, I mean, there's only two rounds pretty- in the NBA draft. It's for a protected first round pick, but yeah, it could it could uh, turn out fruitful. Yeah, you. I mean, you can get elite talent like mid range through the first round in the NBA. I mean, that's what's great about it. And then, ironically enough, speaking of talent, Kevin Knox, I know because he went to Kentucky. That's all I know about him. When he went to Kentucky, I thought he'd be really good. 
I did remember him getting drafted by the Knicks. I thought he was going to be a star here. I guess that hasn't flourished because I kind of forgot he was in the league until now. So it's good for him to get a fresh start. I think he's more of what Atlanta needs than a Ben Simmons type, personally. Um, Don't want to see that trade happen. I'm happy we didn't trade Cam Reddish for him. Not because of – you don't know what's going on with him, but I feel like Trey Young is a rich man's Ben Simmons. So, like, why would you get Ben Simmons when you already have Trey Young? Kevin Knox is a much better piece in compliment. Uh, I, I think that Ben Simmons and Trey Young are nothing, nothing alike. They're completely different players. Um, I mean, I, I know can, they're both supposed to be later. point guards. They're both supposed to be point guards or shooting guards or whatever. Trey Young is a elite, elite NBA player right now. I just, but, but I don't think I don't think they're comparable players. That's all I'm saying. I don't think their styles are even comparable because uh, oh, one's okay. a shooter and one's not. So, yeah, well, um, exactly. And you don't want you don't want or need the guy who's not a shooter because. Trey Young's also a great passer. Anyway, so like I was saying, though, Kevin Knox went to Kentucky, and Kentucky blows right now. So we'll see. We'll see how good this Calipari product is. Uh, Anyway, you know, that's all I got on that. But I'm I'm excited. And it'll work out. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, a couple of, you know, housekeeping on the, on the bears and the Falcons. Um, uh, I don't know if there's much uh, Falcons news out there right now. Is there right now? No, nah, man, they had the fourth most wins in the NFC over the last, like, 10 years. Um, I'm not ready to talk about the Falcons yet. I mean, of course, I always have, like, uh, hot topics or uh, hot takes, you know, but I don't know if this is the time, literally or mentally, for me to give a hot take right now. But, you know, I mean, cool. we're sitting at home watching the playoffs, unfortunately. Cool. Um... And just, you know, the tidbit on the Bears, uh, you know, Bears are still continuing their GM and head coach search. I mean, they're, you know, interviewing like 40 different candidates. Um, the only big news right now is that they have a second interview with um, Matt Eberflus, who is the DC okay. of the Colts. Nice. And um, the assistant GM of the Colts, Ed Dodds, did recuse, did remove himself from the Bears consideration the Bears are considering Morocco Brown, who is the... Uh, the like player development. So like the person right below Ed Dodd on the Colts and the bears have a bunch more, you know, interviews mm-hmm. scheduled. So I'll be retweeting all that stuff out on um, our Twitter. Um, but yeah, that's that what's going on with bears right now. Okay. Quick question for you in the bill. And regardless of my hot takes of the Falcons, the truth is also that they're watching the playoffs and hopefully everybody's safe anyway. Okay. With the bears though, like what about Lewis Riddick in that? The, I mean, is, is he like committed to TV? And or a follow-up to that, which could be answered. Do they have to disclose everyone they're interviewing? Because you'd hope that, like, no. Todd Bowles, uh, the Jack, the they, Denver Bay. The only thing that it has to, only thing has to be disclosed are people you at, that are on other teams. So, like, you know, if they interview Todd Bowles, which they are interviewing Todd Bowles, they have to disclose that because they have to get permission. But, like, Lewis Riddick, he, he's not on a team. He's on TV, so they can interview him without disclosing that. Same okay. with, like, if they want to interview John Harbaugh. I'm um, sorry, Jim Harbaugh. John Harbaugh's on the Ravens, but if they want to interview Jim Harbaugh, you know, that doesn't matter. They can interview him without disclosing it because he's not the NFL. It's not, an it's NFL not an internal hire, quote-unquote, yeah. I guess, if you're looking yeah. at it from a literal HR perspective. <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. Okay. Because, yeah, Byron Leftwich should get, you know, opportunities. Yeah. Uh, I, I, this is a question for next week that I'm just going to put out there now. Is Dan Quinn ready to be a head coach? How do people – because the Cowboys season is over, unfortunately. That kind of yeah. crashing and burning. 
Kind of ridiculous. I, they made the right call, though. The time was expired. I don't know. That's just – I, but I think fun. he will be a head coach by next year. I don't know if he's ready. I mean, well, okay. I, I, he's already been head coach, so he's ready. But, like, I don't know if it'd be the best hire. But, you know, uh, I don't know how much has changed since he was the head coach of the Falcons. But, you know, if he has the right, you know, staff around him, I think he can be a good head coach. Yeah. I mean, you know, watching watching his defense this year, I'm like, I've seen that before, you know. and. uh um, yeah, I'm fortunate for the Cowboys because, like you said, I mean, like we said, San Francisco got lucky. Sometimes that's what you need. And Byron Leftwich would be great for Justin Fields. So with so many other people, we'll see what happens. The Bills can do that. I bears, birds, and brews. And now it's what we've all been waiting for predictions, Nabil. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll read them off. I'll read them off. Yeah. Uh, Bengals, let's start from the top. First game, Bengals-Titans on Saturday. Tennessee minus three and a half. I'm going to take Tennessee – to cover like I think I think ten, if if they do win there because Ryan Tannehill is not as great but hopefully Julio Jones plays big makes a big catch to put Tennessee in position to win with a field goal at the end of the game I think that's what I see happening uh, otherwise Cincinnati is going to win by at least seven points so what do you what's your prediction uh I'm, I'm gonna take uh Tennessee with the field goal to win it okay and they can't go back and forth. <laughs> Hedging um, my bets, baby. I got Bengals uh, 37-34. Just going to keep it easy. Spe- speaking of bets, you know, sports betting is legal in New York City as of last weekend when I moved here. I haven't made a bet yet, but maybe I will this weekend. Uh, maybe nice. I'll pull it and see what the Bruniverse thinks I should bet my money on. <laughs> that would be wild. Uh, 49ers Packers. Uh, Packers minus six. Damn, I gotta go first. I, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Green Bay here, thirty-one seventeen. That's actually like probably what's gonna come out. Um, I want San Francisco to win. I don't know if it's gonna happen. Uh, yeah, somewhere along the lines of that, Green Bay thirty-five twenty-one. Is it is it weird that like I don't want San Francisco to win because of Shanahan? Like, is that weird? No, you've okay. been doing that for the past four years. Uh yeah, I, I guess so. Kind of sort of, but yeah. But this weekend especially. Anyway, um, next game. Rams, Buccaneers. Uh, Buccaneers minus three. Uh, you go first. I want to know what you're going to say first. Uh, I'm going to take Buccaneers. Uh, I think uh, Tom, I think they're the better team. I think Tom Brady's a better quarterback, and that's what everything comes down to, in my opinion. Um, I'm going to take Buccaneers 28-21. to 21. Okay. Uh, the Rams did beat the Bucks earlier this season. We do know that. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. But, yeah, that's cool. and so, um, uh, which would your theory would make sense? So just to make things interesting, I don't. It, it could happen. I think there's a small chance that it could happen. Probably won't. But I'll take the Rams here, and I'll take okay. the Rams thirty-one twenty-one. Like you said, defense is going to play a key role in that somehow. Maybe interception to set up a field goal before halftime. And then, yeah, whatever. Uh, 31 right. 21 Rams. All right. Last one Bills, Chiefs. I can go first. Kansas City minus one and a half. Again, simple rules, better quarterback. That's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to take uh, Chiefs winning 42 to 39. It's going to be a huge scoring affair. Yeah, both of these teams have very good defenses. You didn't know that. Yep. I'm that. Really... Okay. So I'm, I'm actually going to take. The Chiefs in the defense. I mean, not the Chiefs. I'm going to take the the Bills 
Because I got to stay consistent. We talked about consistency. I've been picking Bills Packers for two years now. I can't change it now. So logically, I have to take the Bills here. And I'm going to take the Bills in a defensive gridlock game. I'm going to take Buffalo like 26 to 21. Okay. It's going to be a real playoff score, 26 to 21. You know, it's going to be like something weird is going to happen, you know. And um, so we'll see what happens at Bears versus Brews. We'll talk. I'm actually going to put this one on YouTube. So make sure you go find this on YouTube. And uh, we appreciate it. Nabil, thank you very much for your time. And uh, you're going to post pictures on Instagram from Astro. But also, please tell the people what else they need to know before we say goodbye. Yep. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and anywhere else. Oh, yeah. Go team. See ya. Peace.